listening to WNHHLP 103.5 FM, streaming live at newhavenindependent.org. It's the middle of the week. It is the middle of the week, and I'm glad of it. Good morning, Harry Jules. Good morning, Paul Bass. Good morning, everybody at WNHH Radio 103.5. I'm Babs Rolls-Ivy. This is Love, Babs, Love Talk. Thanks for tuning in. And y'all tune in from all over the world. You know how I know? Because y'all reach out to me. (laughs) Harry, people sliding into my DMs. In in a nice way. I've only gotten a few proposals. And I'm always, you know, these little cats from the Middle East that send proposals. I was like, baby, you don't want me for a wife. I'm I'm not a Muslim. <laughs> My name might sound a little Muslimy. I'm not Muslim. And you, you just wouldn't like me as a wife. I'm barely Christian. <laughs> I'm half-ass Christian at that, at most. <laughs> I wouldn't make anybody a good wife. I mean, you know, the kind of man I a wife I a kind of man would have to be so free to want to have me as a wife. Because I just wouldn't, I just wouldn't be, I've been a wife. I was a good wife. My ex-husband had no qualms with me being a wife. He thought I was a good wife. He tells everybody to this day, you know. <laughs> I'm not flattered by that because he divorced me. <laughs> How could could I have been? He filed for divorce. I did file for divorce. So, Listen. To all the men out there who be sliding my DMs talking about what I consider a proposal of marriage, no. I mean, yes, but no. <laughs> so happy Wednesday. <laughs> I'm unstoppable. So this morning, we, we're doing two talks, Harry. At 9.20, I got uh, Lauren Anderson from, from uh, Possible Futures Bookstore with Nizay James from... Uh, uh, BAM books, you know, by any means necessary books, mobile bookstore, and Juanita Sunday from um, Cultural, uh, I think it's Cultured as Cultured AF, and, and currently enjoying um, the opening of uh, the Sixth Dimension. And baby, if you have not, if you've not taken a trip to the Sixth Dimension, get out your One Dimension life and go on over to uh, the lab at Concord, up on the third floor. And there's elevators, so you don't have to huff yourself up the stairs, get in the elevator, get off, and walk into the sixth dimension. You will you will love it. I'm going to go back so I can watch, see it without all the crowd. Just saying. So anyway, they're coming on at uh, 9.20 to talk about the Fred Hampton um, 75th birthday bash that's happening over there on uh, Edgewood and Hotchkiss in front of Possible Futures Bookstore. We're serving breakfast, baby, in honor of the chairman. You know, the chairman of the Black Panther Party? Uh, and they were the ones that got the whole government thinking about feeding children breakfast because the Black Panthers was doing it. And when I was a child, I had Black Panther breakfast. <laughs> I did. I had Black Panther breakfast right over here on Dixville Avenue. Uh, when I was little, I remember it. Because uh, it was such good breakfast. <laughs> I'm, I Listen, I may not remember a whole lot, but I can tell you what I ate. <laughs> I can tell you about food. So anyway, they're coming out to talk about the birthday bash, the 75th birthday bash. Uh, today, 
five o'clock. Uh, it's going to be something. Now, listen, it's it's cloudy out now. It might you might get a rain this morning, but by the afternoon, baby, it's just going to be uh, it's going to be beautiful. So uh, I want you. Uh, it's going to be Johnny Nash beautiful. You know, I can see clearly now. The rain is gone. I can see all obstacles in my way. <laughs> so it's it's one. It's going to be that kind of day. And then at ten fifteen. I got I got uh the heavy hitters coming on, uh, Ife uh, Gardine with the whole Elm City Lit Fest that's jumping off on the ninth in um uh uh in partnership with the uh, Yale the uh, Romance Writers Conference that they're doing at Yale and so there's some 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 cross purposing so uh someone from that camp is uh is coming over uh, I believe her name is uh, Jania. Renee, or I, don't get don't get me to saying it wrong. I'll get it right. I'll get it right. I'll get it right. And uh, she'll be on. Uh, let me see. And and uh, and the uh, wonderful, talented, uh, who is known for uh, historical historical romance novels, um, Beverly. Uh, I'm sorry. I'm 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 disconnected. Cause I'm I'm trying to look at all the stuff that I'm trying to look at at one time. So uh, all these folks are coming on this morning. I'm so delighted. So they're coming on, and we're gonna have a good conversation about romance novels. Cause you know I had Dr. Jackson on the other day, and uh, and she she high five uh, Beverly Jenkins, who I believe is my soror, and was on uh, the Delta's Authors on Tour. Uh, I read a Beverly Jenkins book. I had to fly across country or it was a long flight. So I picked up a paperback, but it wasn't one of the historical ones. It was a contemporary run. And I read it there and then finished it on the way back. It was so damn good. <laughs> I can't call the name of it, but I can tell you the characters. Uh, a woman car breakdown, the tow truck guy uh, uh, rescues her. Uh, she's a little snobby about him, but he like owns the tow truck country company so you're not broke but you know you don't know so anyway they hit it off and have a you know pitfalls of love and intimacy but anyway it was such a good book so i read it halfway there and read it halfway back on the flight <laughs> that's my that's my beverly jenkins story oh genia re moore yale african-american studies so she's going to come on and represent um the popular romance fiction the literature of hope uh the conference at Yale. So they got a whole cadre of folks lined up to talk about romance and romance and the state of romance books. So I think that's going to be a good conversation, I think. I mean, I think it's all going to be good. Anyway, we get to remember Fred Hampton, which I'm which I'm I'm so delighted. You know, I, I brought this project to my friends uh because a former friend wanted to do this and was concerned about it. And I I brought it to them and they just ran with it ran with it and just made it into this beautiful thing. You know, over a period of time, there were poetry writings. and I mean, it was just a wonderful, it was just a wonderful, uh, a, a series of events leading up to today's, you know, uh, capstone. So, which is the birthday bash. And it's all about breakfast. So I hope there'll be some stuff I can eat. Like I, I'll eat some bacon. Don't get me wrong. And, uh, you know, as long as I don't got no cheese and butter on it, baby, I'm good. So they'll be on in five minutes and they'll 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 give me the real 411 on what's happening and what, what to look forward to. 
I'm, I'm excited. So, so my whole day, this is after I get off air, I'm going to take my practice LSAT test. Cause I got, I got to get in, I got to get in the game. I got to put my head in the game. And, uh, and then I got to go and register for some, uh, some schools, some LSAT school, I mean, uh, law school, uh, open houses and talks. So I'm gonna go do that today too, because there's some coming up. And you know, I'm I'm just gonna be in the tri- in the area, I'm gonna be in Connecticut. So I I gotta position myself to get in somebody's school close by. <laughs> I don't know how this Lord. This is one of these moments where you know it is in God's hands. You know. Uh, this is how you know it's in God's hands. It's just got to be. It's going to be in God's hands because I I don't know. I don't know how to read the T on any of this. This really is me just going by faith. I have no. I have no idea how to. I don't know how this is going to go. I know what I want, but 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 it's in God's hands. And uh, and I I I prepare for the worst and hope for the best. I mean, what's going to show? I don't get in anybody's law school. And and I would have I would have enjoyed this opportunity to 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 take a run at it, and and then you just make other plans and you move on. That's just what it is. Um, that's it. I I'm I, you know I'm not gonna cry or throw myself to the rocks. I'm not gonna do that. Just you know you just make other other decisions. It's fine. What's meant for me won't get by me. I've been saying that all my life. So anyway, let's see what else is going on in the popular world. I'm not really, I just turned on Good Morning America like five minutes ago and caught like, you know, I guess uh, Hurricane Adalia is a category three storm. You know, it was a four, now it's a three, it's back to a four, now a three. Anyway, they get, it's, it's wet in Florida. That's all I know. It's very wet. <laughs> and they're evacuating people. I don't know why. Listen, I'm not one of these people. You wouldn't have to tell me 8 million times to evacuate. You tell me one time, my bags are packed. I'm at the door. I'm ready to go. I'm not going to. I, I don't know how these people deliberate and go back and forth on this. I'm not doing it. Uh-uh. I'm out. And if it's a false alarm, so be it. Just be a false alarm. It's like, wait, wait. They'd be like, uh, you need to evacuate. Uh, any suggestions of where I should go? Sure, go with this, that. All right, I'm on the next thing smoking. Pack my car, I'm out. I'm not going to be, I'm not going to be in a store talking about, let's get some provisions and hold up in the house. Are you kidding me? I'm 60 years old. What are my chances of surviving a category three anything? <laughs> uh-uh. I'm not handy like that. I mean, I am, but I'm not. Mm-mm, mm-mm. When I can just be in a hotel, 200 miles away or 800 miles away, dry and and having a good martini? Forget about it. And I know people are like, oh, I don't want to leave my things. Oh, I'm leaving my things. Now, if, if it's if it's a, you know, I'll listen. If there's a few things I can put in my car that means something to me, all right, I'll do that. I'll do that. But I'm not trying to pack dishes and none of that old mess. Damn that. A couple of pieces of artwork that mean something to me. All right, I might come and I might stick some of that in the car and get away. But other than that, maybe a couple of pieces of jewelry. Never know what you got to sell on the black market. (laughs) I've been reading too many dystopian books. (laughs) And watching too many dystopian movies. Listen, I'm about it. 
right, they're all piling in now. Here they come to save the day. This coffee is good. This is my Mohegan Sun coffee. Although I think I brewed it too strong. Hey, unmute yourself. Good morning, Lauren. Good morning, y'all. What I got there behind me. Part part oh. of that big. Oh, I part love of our it. big banner. <laughs> Black power. Umgawa. <laughs> How are you? I'm really good. Are we ready for the day? You know, I just feel like it's going to be beautiful no matter what it is. So, yes. So, yes. I I'm also ready up. for like tomorrow. You know what I mean? Like the day after when I. Yeah, because that's your birthday. <laughs> yeah. And also like it's a day I plan to spend in my pajamas. Yes. You know what I mean? I'm ready for my pajamas as well as being ready for the party. I know because you're closing the store down tomorrow. I am. All right. So everybody don't bring your butts over there because the store <laughs> will be closed. Come back on Friday. She needs a day off. And it's her birthday. That's true. I usually keep that under wraps. I'm so. sorry. I, I'm putting it on blast because, you know, birthdays are important to me. <laughs> Damn what you I want, know. Laura. And I, I treasure it. <laughs> I treasure. I also realized, Babs, I don't know if you saw this, but um, I posted a little, I reposted your post the, the, from a year, a year ago today because today is the day last year that you kind of kicked off the Babs, you know, book joy fund, which has kind of gotten shorted, shortened to the, to the book joy fund. And I just feel like it, it's so fitting. You I know? have no ego. I'm just happy that books get in the hands of people, of children. Exactly. Could, they could get into it. You know, I tell you, let me tell you why I do that, Lord. Let me tell you why this is important to me, because I think people just think I'm just weird. But I, I remember what it was like for my mother with four children to take us places and 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 we would long for things and we knew my mother would tell us you know black mothers tell you don't touch nothing don't look at nothing don't <laughs> and 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 home training and, and I, home I training home training and i knew what it's like <laughs> to be up against it and then when i raised my four children and then you know we'd go to target or somewhere and uh and, and i in, in those early days of raising children we had means so we could buy them things you know if they wanted a book we could get a book and we purposely made trips to places to get them books but i find and i've been listening some parents come into bookstore and and they're nervous because they know they don't have the money to get a book for their child but they want their child to come into the bookstore and they want to come into the bookstore and they want to experience everything in the bookstore. Totally. And I know what that's like. And I and I've heard mother time and time again in your bookstore say, not this week, next week. Yeah. Yeah. And I know what that means. That means I don't I didn't budget for this. I'll come back next week. And so totally. that just resonates with me. So I was like, no, 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 I got this book. I mean, it's, I also know. just can I just say I love that. I feel like it's such auntie behavior to like it you know, is. It totally is. And also to just I love the idea of like, there are all these ears and eyes, like in the very best way of like what a neighborhood is and like, you know, people listening for each other and like looking out for each other and that you're, that you're overhearing things and like yes. acting on them because, you know, I think, you know, that I, I would also kind of, I would want to do something about that. And I know many of us would, but we can't always hear and see everything. And right. we also can't take responsibility individually for doing everything as one person and so it's just beautiful you're it's just the best <laughs> thank you hey Juanita unmute yourself what's up good. six dimension queen good morning good morning everyone how are you I'm great well we were just talking about the the the, the possible futures in the book club joy and, 
and uh, you know, just putting books in, in hands of kids, you know, <laughs> that's fine. So, but you know, Fred Hampton. So you're part of Fred Hampton. I know you did the graphics for it. it looks beautiful. I okay. love it. And uh, Fred Hampton would have been 75 years old, mm -hmm. which freaks which freaks me out because you know he was cut down at you know what 21, 22. Mm -hmm. You know, very young, very young. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, and and to be so young. And Lauren and y'all could talk to speak to this. I don't know if Nizay is going to check on, but he was well read at twenty something years old. You know, oh he had God. already read a whole bunch of books and had already had a world view at like twenty something. Yeah, like well read in terms of having, you know, well read in terms of the book, like reading the word, but also like well read in terms of reading the world, like having a global analysis and like uh, ideas about solidarity that were rooted in like a real big picture informed, informed by like things that people had written, but also just informed by like the text of people's actual lives. Um, I, and I'm just an amazing, amazing human. And I will say Nize, you know, if Nize was here, who was like our resident Fred Hampton expert, um, and, and very much at the heart of this celebration and all the things that have led up to it. Um, you know, I'm sure Nize could share also things that maybe all of us don't know about Fred Hampton. Mm -hmm. The good news is that Nize is both like in a garden right now, probably with young people <laughs> growing things and planting things, which is also a wonderful way to work in the spirit of Fred Hampton right now on his birthday. Um, and also that, you know, Nize will be here tonight. So I don't think Nize is going to make the call, but Nize will be at the celebration tonight. And, uh, you know, I just like hope everybody will come and like hang out and, enjoy each other but I also hope that folks will like talk to each other about Fred um especially if they feel like they don't really know about all that he accomplished in his life and kind of his legacy because it's a great tragedy that um one that he was murdered by the government um for being a real threat to its white supremacist like ideals and actions and also is um it's a real tragedy that we don't teach anything uh -huh. about him really oftentimes in our schools and what we do end up hearing about him is really either inaccurate or incomplete um, and tends to focus only on the fact that he was killed, not on the amazing life that he yeah. lived in those 21 years that he had, which also helps us imagine what he would have done um, and the future that he would have been part of making and that he is still part of making, but certainly he would have been part of making in a different way if he had, if he was here to celebrate himself with us. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. What, anything you want to add to this? No, I think that was, that was great, Lauren. And, you know, like she said, it's this event and the celebration of Fred Hampton is still imagining his work, right? Cause it's not, it's not dead. It's not gone and re-envisioning um, the future of you know what he could have created and what we can create now. Um, so I just think that's really important. I, I do too. Well, Lauren, I'm always, I'm still struck by how the Black Panther Party in and of itself still gives people uh, anxiety. Even uh -huh. the powers, the white power structure, it still gives folks anxiety about what they were and what they were about. And, uh, and, you know, 
seeing them with guns was quite startling. And when you look at those pictures, even today, it, I mean, you, we've never seen anything like it since um, that level of resistance and bravado. Yeah. And self-determination, right? Self-determination. It's like an insistence on self-defense and self-determination against a, a an aggressive state apparatus that sincerely doesn't doesn't treat you as human and doesn't treat your needs as fundamentally deserving to be met. Um, and I mean, I also think <laughs> white people's anxiety, I mean, it's not just <laughs> white people's, but primarily white people's anxiety about like black radicals. Um, and, and I don't mean radicals like in the way that, you know, the conservative party uses the word radical. I mean, like radical thinkers about like reimagining what life could look like. Um, but white people's anxiety about that is everywhere. I mean, look at like the the stuff going on around book banning as a bookstore. Like that <laughs> yeah. is deeply about um, this like false notion of like white innocence and people's anxiety about the way that the country is rightfully changing. And I like to think that like those indications are also evidence that like we and I'm thinking about like the we of something like Fred Hampton's like Rainbow Coalition, we are actually winning. And that's some of what the backlash is about, is that like people think they have to ban books now because they're realizing, <laughs> and they've always realized this, but especially now they're realizing people are reading them. I know. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, and I just feel like on this really, I saw somebody with like, you know, the, the thin blue line sticker on their car. And Isaiah and I were out yesterday and he was like, I love this mural. And we're looking at his car and we're like, really? So fascinating. <laughs> but then we're just thinking like, you know, he, one, he doesn't really understand what it's about. But two, that the evidence of that sticker is just evidence that like actually people that we're winning that people think they need to put that sticker on the car partially because the right side of things is just making tremendous progress, even though there's a lot that's terrible. So, mm. And then here comes Juanita Sunday giving us a whole sixth dimension <laughs> and putting black folks into the future where everything around us is saying, we're not going to be in the future. Right. <laughs> so what, I mean, talk a little bit about that juxtaposition, Juanita, like you are deliberately saying we, yes, we are going to be in the future. We're going to be beautiful and we're going to be creative and we're going to be fabulous, but there's everything in the moment that says erasure. Right. But that's exactly why we need Afrofuturism. Um, and then I think particularly doing it here in New Haven, that has such a large black population. Um, and, you know, as I was putting this exhibition together and people were asking, well, why is it important? Why are you doing this? I'm like, black people need to see themselves represented, not just in the here, but as you said, in the future as well. Um, and seeing that hope, I think is so, so important for so many people. Um, you kind of have to see yourself and where you're going in order to start walking that path. Um, oh, I love it. Yeah, and, and so I think and New Haven has a strong Black Panther history too, right? Yeah. Like the 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 Seal trial was here, mm. you know, and Alan Rackney was killed here. So, uh, so there's a whole, and you know, we had Black Panthers among us on the regular, you know, mm. like George Edwards was always on the scene, you know, and staring up in in meetings and and speaking truth to to power. And uh, Project Moore was built on the backs of. Uh, uh, a Black Panther ideology around uh, how do we take care of 
folks coming out of prison. So uh, how do how do we how do we access them? How do they access resources to have productive lives? That's that's out of the Black Panther playbook. <laughs> so New Haven is really. Mm-hmm. A, a great place for futurism, Afrofuturism, um, um, thinking and celebrating Fred Hampton's 75th yes. birthday, which freaks me out that he was 75 because my mother would have been my mother was like maybe a, not quite a decade older than him. And his mother babysat Emmett Till. Right. Mm-hmm. Isn't that isn't that the truth? Yes. Uh, Fred Hampton's mother was the babysitter to Emmett Till. How 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 odd and interesting uh, that uh, two two people can can uh, meet their end so violently. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? In a in a breath, in a breath. So I don't want to I don't want to lose fact of that. Yeah. You know. Yeah. It's also like it's also um an opportunity to like pub- publicly and collectively mourn. Yeah. Which is important too, because um, it it's a huge, like, it's a huge loss. And I, I think there's something um, kind of special about the fact that it just happens that the timing of things, like the mural that's getting put up um, that features Ruth Wilson Gilmore, you know, who is like, you know, an abolitionist scholar, but somebody who also talks about like the idea that where life is precious, life is precious. And like, mm-hmm. that's the future that we want and need is like a I love this mural. Year. Talk about yeah. how the mural came to be, Lauren. Because you when I say now I, I don't know anything about murals. So I'm thinking it's gonna take months to do this. She's like, oh no no, they'll be done in a week or half, week and a half. I was like, what? How did I do that? <laughs> yeah. Um that mural is huge. So it actually all of us, I think it's bigger than any of us expected, anticipated, including the artists and they're going to be coming back. They took a pause. They're going to be coming back in September to finish like detail work and some stuff up on the high side of the Hotchkiss side of the building. Um, it came about actually from a from like some some teachers who have been like organizing for a while called the Anti-Racist Teaching and Learning Collective. They're the group of folks who um, like really following the lead of young people have been trying to work on getting history taught more comprehensively and accurately in high schools. So like taking a more ethnic studies focus and having black history and Latinx history as part of the curriculum in Connecticut high schools. And that group um, also kind of spearheaded this reading group that was called the Intergenerational Abolition Project that read some of Ruth Wilson Gilmore's work. And, you know, Ruth is the daughter of Cortland Wilson, for whom the Wilson branch of the public library is named like a just beloved and crucial um, civil rights activist in New Haven with a legacy that extends beyond that. Ruth is his daughter, you know, went to Beecher Elementary School (laughs) um, and like grew up here. So in a lot of ways, this is home. And Ruth is also somebody who's like shaped the way that a lot of people who are doing some of the most important work in the country around prison abolition, but also just around creative transformation of like institutions that are toxic and dehumanizing. Um, You know, she's still alive and she's thriving. She's in her 70s. She lives in New York. And the mural, I think, was seemed like a beautiful way to honor the ideas and but, she knows it's up. She knows it's coming. Like oh, she, yeah. She's, 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 she's going to be come. surprised when she's she drives down the street to be like, why the hell am right. I on the side of a building? <laughs> she's coming. She's coming in October. <laughs> but like also an opportunity just to paint a mural of somebody while 
Yeah. To give them their flowers while they're here with us. I love often, it. Like murals go up after we've lost people. And mm-hmm. it seems like a really special way to engage people in exactly the kind of conversation I think Juanita is so wonderfully like highlighting. Highlighting is this like, how do we build a future that, you know, that uh, that is inclusive, but also it like centers the the inherent value of Black life and creation. Um, and that's really in a lot of ways what the mural is about and inviting people to be in conversation about. Mm. And so when, when we talk about the future, Afrofuturism, are we free in the future? Are, are free in all kinds of ways? Can we imagine that? Do you do you deliberately imagine us as free? Absolutely. We're free in every sense of the word in any way that you can imagine it. Um, there, There is no option but to be free in our future. There is no alternative. Oh, I love that. Oh, I need that on a T-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> I will say to tonight, just to this, like, Juanita, we got to get you to write that down. Um, there will be like part of the event. So the event goes five to nine. And just to like say a little bit about it, it's it's open and free. The store is open from five to six. There's a little overlap there. And then like any form of anything remotely capitalist is getting switched off. And, and the free fest begins fully at six it's like the meat of the event we'll have an open mic there'll be art supplies some free books people will be able to leave with a free book um there will be some amazing free food uh until it runs out um empanadas from madeline's and madeline's Yay. I, I know wondering. and that's what and i'm hazel, interested in what hazel am i eating donated, yeah <laughs> hazel donated some some amazing tamales from lorenza who makes them um by hand some Roasted potatoes, you know, from Edge of the Woods, who were kind enough to like give us a really good deal. Um, you know, some some just like a free a f- some free breakfast items to like feed the people, and just some invitations for people to work collectively and independently on art, um, mm-hmm. writing poetry, sharing poetry, creating things together. Like there'll be some questions up that like groups of people can interact with, so that we kind of start. Um, to to both document and encourage this the conversation to happen and to like keep a little bit of a record of what people's thinking is. Oh, to I be love it. The time there'll be music. <laughs> what did I no, miss, Monica? Oh, Art. That was it. You got it. <laughs> and now you just came off of a great, great, great community neighborhood festival. Like I, people were live streaming, and I was like sitting in my sitting on my porch, like look at these beautiful people in their neighborhood being fabulous and free and safe. Talk a little bit about that. Um, Yeah, it was fantastic. So uh, Youth Day on Edgewood used to happen um, before the pandemic, and it was really put on by Taisha Walker-Myers, Frank Douglas, and Yvette Hamilton, who was my alder. Um, And also, like, I used to do a block party. We kind of, that that Yvette would come to, and they haven't happened since... um, you know, since the pandemic. And in the meantime, the book space has moved here. So it was this really beautiful opportunity to like work together on the block to like bring back this um, block party that people used to love to go to. And there were just tons of partners. It would take a whole hour to like list them all. Everybody just came with their most beautiful, wonderful, generous self and like so many good vibes. And a huge shout out, um, I just want to say to Brittany and Shannon, who hosted this amazing event in the space 
um, in the book space while stuff was going on outside. So I didn't have to worry about anything in here because <laughs> they were in here um, like doing a maternal health hub and they had yeah. all of these like black providers, doulas, midwives, lactation consultants, um, a sound um, session, like a sound healing session, really just for um, for black mothers. And it was so beautiful. You know, it was like this contained heart of the event that was like also unfolding because it was so much so much of it was about like about life and mm -hmm. about like treating life as precious so it was just it was just really wonderful it's like Danny great Danny um captured it like so beautiful in this article in the arts paper so I hope everybody will read that because it really was like a testament to I think the kinds of things that neighbors want to do together truly mm -hmm. um so it was just I will hold that one in my heart for uh for the for the whole year until we do it again next August. <laughs> I love it. So so are we gonna celebrate is the is the Fred Hampton birthday bash an annual thing or have we decided or what are we doing? Is it one and why. done or <laughs> not That's to put okay. you on the spot? I, mean, I I love the idea of doing something and certainly we should Fred I mean we should celebrate Fred every year and I think we will always do that. Um it's also just a special time of year, I will say, for the book space, because Juanita, before you jumped on, I was talking about like Bab started the Book Joy Fund mm. a year ago today. Oh, wow. Like, I know. It's so sweet. And the, the book space opened in August of last year. So it just feels like um, it feels like a time of celebration. But yeah. I also I also think it's really important for celebrations to be celebrations, but for them to also teach things. And I don't think it's ever going to be unimportant to teach people more about Fred Hampton than they know. I would like to think that if we do it right, everyone in New Haven over time will come to know a whole bunch more about Fred Hampton. So mm -hmm. much so that young people will ask their teachers, how come I'm not learning about Fred Hampton? And then their teachers will have to be like, oh, oh I better get mine together and like <laughs> teach some, teach some Fred Hampton history and the history that he's connected to and has inspired um since so I love it so it's a yes and also it will evolve and change and like and I'm just super grateful to Juanita because Juanita like you know if you you got to go to one you have to go to all the six dimension <laughs> events the the exhibition's amazing everything sounds and seems amazing and no, Juanita does nothing that isn't fantastic but also <laughs> just to have Juanita like jump on and partner for this feels super special and it feels like there's an inherently futurist aspect now of like also celebrating the history. Yeah. Um, and I love that. So I, I feel like it will, it will be handed off to, to community to do with um, kind of what they think needs to happen. Yeah. I, I feel that way too. And I, you know, and uh, I'm, I'm telling you, Juanita has got me thinking about the, about the, the future. I mean, I, I think I, I mean, I think I was always thinking about the future, but from a very dystopian place. Mm. Uh, but, you know, but looking at it from a very Afrofuturistic place um, gives me a sense of freedom about what the possibilities could be for us into the future. Like, I, mm -hmm. I just like that thinking better than, you know, Parable of the Sour, which is my favorite book. But, <laughs> you know, th that's a ride, right? Like, that's... <laughs> beyond that, beyond that path, beyond the parable path that there's got to be uh some celebratory uh we 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 is free kind of moments and afrofuturism opens that up 
at least in my mind, to that. So, you know, so so the festivities kick off for Fred Hampton today from six to mm-hmm. six to nine. But, well, people, I mean, it's really five to nine. People can come. Okay, five to we'll nine. be going at five. We'll be kind of we just know that like people's work day, if they're doing a yeah. traditional work day, you know, we're envisioning like six to eight is going to be the crux of it. And folks will be there before and folks will be there after we'll be building up and we'll be winding down and um and just spending some good, good time together. Now, do you get to close the street or or people just be on the sidewalks or in front of the store? <laughs> yeah. I mean, we're probably going to be, I don't want, hope nobody from traffic and parking is listening, but um, we're probably going to spill over into the street. Hotchkiss is not a super busy street and we'll have stuff on either side, uh, either side of the sidewalk. Like Nizay and I worked on this timeline that we're really excited about Fred's life going in, that like then invites people to imagine the future. Um, and that will actually be on the la- side of the, where the laundromat is. So People will be on the sidewalk. We have beautiful wide sidewalks. People might also be in the space. Nzima, for example, Nzima Hutchings, who's the poet laureate of um, Enfield, Connecticut, is coming down. So fantastic. Has been doing these poetry workshops. Oh, I've enjoyed her so much. She's going to have this, like, write a poem to your future self, like, opportunity that's part of the night. So there'll just be, like, a bunch of good stuff going on, and it'll take up the space that it needs to take up, of course, like, respectfully to, to neighborhood needs. I love it. I love it. And, 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 you know, this, listen, I want people to know this was not an army of people. This was a (laughs) mighty tight group of people (laughs) pulling this off. It wasn't 20 people. It was like five people. This is true. Small and mighty, small and mighty, small and mighty. You know, small and mighty, and people were in and in and out, in and out. I was telling people, I said, you know, I I I brought this concept. A a former friend of mine uh, had this idea that uh, no one was talking about Fred Hampton, and I said, well, let me connect you to my friends, mm-hmm. and uh, and and sure enough. My first was like snatched it out of the hands and just like, <laughs> okay, we're gonna go and run with this and uh and never look back. And uh and that's a testament to community and 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 really great friends. <laughs> doers. We are doers. not we are all we are a crew of doers on this, yes. this call and in general. <laughs> get you a get you a crew of Virgos, let me tell you something. <laughs> with some with some other some other zodiac. And, you got a mighty, <laughs> mighty army of folks. So, so yeah, so it wasn't, it wasn't like this was 50 million people. And I think that's what I want to tell people. You don't need 20 people to plan stuff. Mm-hmm. You just need people who are committed to whatever the mission is and dedicated to it and put the work and the time in to make it happen. So I, I want people to understand that, that, you know, because people get caught up in like, I don't have enough people to do stuff. Yeah, you do. You, you, you have enough people. And, and and it'll grow as 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 you start to share what you're doing. You know, that's the good thing about New Haven. You can always find people who will jump in with you. <laughs> that's think. so true. And we've had such wonderful like folks jumping in. Black Infinity Collective has like totally jumped in. Um the Fairside folks have jumped in and are going to come out with like art supplies for kids, you know, just people donating food. And I'm like, I just know, you know, Grandma Sherry is showing up tonight with something to share with everybody because <laughs> Grandma Sherry never comes with anything with empty hands, you know. So I just feel like it's it promises to be a really great night. And I do hope people, too, will like 
actually dust off their poems. It can be like a few words. It can just be a sentiment so that we actually have some folks from, you know, from the neighborhood. And it, and you don't have to be, to your point, Babs, about like small and mighty. You do not have to be a poet. Like I'll probably read something and I'll my face will get red because it that's what happens. And I'll sweat profusely and you're going to probably see evidence of it. Um, and I think it's like just an important thing to like help ourselves do in front of each other and also like receive from each other. So, um, so bring something to read or bring something to share. Even if you don't go up to the mic, you could share it with like somebody over, over a tamale. Yes. I love it. And you know, the last time we gathered with, uh, Enzima, uh, we worked on poetry and, and it was, it was so, uh, uh, it was so. Uh, uh, just it, it was such an interesting experience the way that she framed out questions and and how to write a poem and I think everybody was quite moved you know by you know speaking to the younger self and and I love the question about what would we want somebody to say about us on our 75th birthday mm. I was like oh lord you know <laughs> and, and and it was interesting to see people like struggle with that a little bit right because, you know, that's because that's future thinking, Juanita. You have to think far into the future. I mean, I'm 60, so that's 15 years from now, you know, thinking about that. I, don't, I can't even imagine. So, uh, <laughs> but it was a good exercise, though. It was a really good exercise in thinking about that. So, so yeah, so more of that. So, yeah, so people come. And I, did I see in the flyer, Lauren, bring your skates? You mean roller skates? <laughs> well, I will say that would be easier if we had a formal closure of the street. Yeah. But yeah. like, but people certainly can. And it's like, it is a smooth patch of, um, and I feel like bring your skates is like, if the street is slow and we have enough people out there to like create just like safe passage for folks to like loop around a little bit and have fun, it, feel, it would feel really good. You know, one of the reasons why that came up is because at, at one of the, um, at least for me, at one of the intergenerational abolition project meetings, there was this question about like, where in New Haven do you feel free? Mm. Um, and where do you feel we need to, where do you feel freedom is not and we must make it? And it's part of this map that will be up and people can add things to. Um, and two people in the group said, I feel free when I'm roller skating. Mm. And it just was like, you know, I haven't roller skated since I was like in eighth grade. Oh, God. <laughs> it's mm. probably not a good look, right? <laughs> um, but I feel like there's so much cool like renaissance in in roller skating. And um, and it would be super lovely if people want to do that. I'm sure we can find ways, even if it's just roller skating the way that kids used to do on the block, like up and down the sidewalk with adults making sure that no fool's going to come out of a driveway um, mm -hmm. you know, acting up and, and not making safe passage for a child. It's like, that's the kind of thing that we could certainly make happen, um, as a crew of folks together tonight with some music and food helping us on. Well, I so thank y'all for jumping on this morning, <laughs> you know, to, uh, to talk about this event today. Cause I, 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 I want people to know about this and I hope people come out and I know, I know people will come out. So I'm not even worried about that part. Uh, but I just wanted the community wide to know, um, that, you know, there's a little mighty group thinking about these kinds of things. And, and we want to remember uh, Fred Hampton on his 75th birthday. So, yeah, so come and eat and hear some music. Maybe we could get a little, uh, a little uh, line dancing going in the middle of the street. Cause you know, that's my, my, that's my new group dancing is my thing now. Cause I got new hips. And so I said, 
when I got these new hips, I would lead line dancing. So there we go. So come out, make some art, get some poetry, eat some breakfasty kind of things, and, <laughs> and be in community with folks and, and get a free book. You know, who doesn't like a free book? <laughs> yes, so, so don't so don't wait too long to show up, you know, because we are small and mighty. That part is true. There's not like <laughs> books till the ends of time, but you could right. also bring, you could also bring a book you love to maybe like swap with someone wow, else yeah, or to awesome. give to someone else in the spirit of like what the Panthers did for each other uh, day in, day out. I love it. I love it. I love it. I might find a book to do just that thing. So thank you, Juanita Sunday. Thank you, Lauren Anderson. You. Uh, I appreciate y'all. And I, I'll see you. I'll see you. I'll see you. I'll be there with bells on. I'm ready. Fred Hampton, happy birthday. So uh, thank you all so much for jumping on this morning. Absolutely. See you later. I'll see you later. See you later. All right, Harry Droz. So we got about a few minutes before I break. And then the next round of folks, Ife Gardeen and uh, uh, and company will be on Elm City Lit Fest. And the uh, uh, Literature of Hope, the Romance Conference is going on at Yale. Uh, those folks will be on. Uh, uh, Jania Ray Moore and um, and the beautiful, beautifully talented Beverly uh, Jenkins. Uh, we'll be on and we'll, we'll just have a good conversation about, you know, the romance conference, Elm City Lit Fest and uh, historical romance. But, I mean, we can make it all work, baby, because that's what we do. So I'm excited. This is this is a good day. It feels like a Friday. <laughs> it, it feels it feels like a Friday instead of a Wednesday. But maybe that's a maybe that's a good thing that your Wednesday feels like okay, there's a lot going on. And there is. So uh, I'm excited. I've been waiting for this day for quite some time. So, uh, you know, to see it from from fruition to now. And uh, it's a beautiful thing. So and uh, and I love my friends. And I cannot believe it's been a year uh, that Possible Futures. I feel like Possible Futures has always been there. You know, it's only been a year. Imagine what they imagine the impact, you know, and two years time and three years time. Like it's just seems incredible to me and you know and and it wasn't an easy climb you know it, it all it looks dazzling but it's no easy climb and 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 you know to start a business in this climate is challenging i don't i don't care what it is you know but there are these brave and these few brave souls who say i i have something i want to offer to the world and they get it out there and and then we rally around and support it so i'm i'm excited i'm beyond excited so so i hope the community comes out and uh, and even if it's just folks in the neighborhood, come out. I mean, I'll be there. Let me tell you something. I will be there, and I'll make some art. And uh, I got to dig up my my poem. I got to look for my poem that I did. Uh, you know, I put stuff down. I don't know where it is, but uh, I, I worked on some poetry uh, with uh, Enzima uh, when she was uh, hosting the poetry uh, workshops. So, so I'm here for it. <laughs> I'm ready. I wrote a po- I wrote a poem about about uh fred hampton and so i want to find it so that i could read it today hopefully i can put my hand on it because i cannot remember or recall from memory what that poem was so i i am a even if i was a younger woman i don't think i would remember i think i put it somewhere so that i could work on it again and then never got around to working on it so i you know what i'll find it i'm not i'm not too too worried i've got oh notebooks all over the place so I just don't remember what I took to the bookstore, but I'll look in the bag or two and see what's happening. 
And uh, yeah, so it's a that's a good Wednesday. This is a good Wednesday. This is how I like a Wednesday to go, full of promise, <laughs> full of promise and excitement, and things to do, things to do. And uh, and who doesn't like empanadas and potatoes? You had me at potatoes. I love potatoes. So so I'm looking forward to it. And uh, if I could find some Gorilla Lemonade, my life would be complete. <laughs> some Gorilla Lemonade in my life would be complete. That's all right. We'll 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 make it do what it do. So anyway, that's the world as I know it. So let me see what else is going on. I haven't gone to the New Haven Independence site this morning. So since, I'm, since I've got a few more minutes before I take a break and uh, get myself ready for... Uh, uh, for my other guest at 1015, uh, I'm gonna go take a take a walk on the on the side of uh, Wild and check out the, the New Haven Independent. I don't know what is wrong with this. You know, my Wi-Fi is crazy. So I, that's another thing. Uh, I've got to uh, expand my Wi-Fi because you know they they send you these messages and then, and then slowly but surely. They let you know your Wi-Fi is not going to work. <laughs> I was like, all right. Okay, okay, okay. I'm going to get to it. Oh, the piece for uh, uh, Juanita, uh, the exhibition is up. Yay. So the piece on uh, oh Brian Slater. Did I say Brian that day? I don't think I did. I don't think I saw him. I didn't think I saw him. Uh, but he got there and he took some pictures. These are great. So so if you've not uh uh um if you've not gone to the sixth dimension, you really should get over there. Uh, because there's so many artists. And we know these artists. I mean, we know Jasmine Nicole, right? And Greg uh Ame. So go and see their work in exhibition. It's beautiful. I, I loved everything about it. So Anyway, it's up on a New Haven Independent site, and uh, it's nice to see, you know. Uh, you know, with some other stuff. Uh, public schools, kids go back to uh, kids go back to school to Friday, tomorrow. First day of school is tomorrow in New Haven. And uh, wow. So, nice. Oh, I hear the rain. It's coming through, and then it'll stop. Then it'll go on about his business, so anyway. So listen, I'm gonna take a break. 